Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives, all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. God has people that have been faithful. Do not get a victim attitude. This is very important. You ever hear people, they I'm the only one to work and serve, and that's not true. We're not alone. When you're in a fight a long time, sometimes you think you're alone. I can, I can testify to that one. Sometimes when you're fighting, you're lonely. God corrected Elijah, 1 Kings 19, 18. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed to Baal and every mouth which has not kissed him. You might think you're a holdout, and you're the only one holding out, and your fight is big, but I will tell you this morning, God has got people in other places that have gone through the same things that you're going through, and you are not alone, period. You're not alone. No temptation has no temptation overtaken you, which is uncommon to man. Jesus was touched with everything. If you've been betrayed, Jesus was betrayed. You've been lied about, Jesus was lied about. People surround themselves and array themselves against you, sounds like Jesus to me. Let God use all those things to give you the character of his son. Let everything you ever go through push you into his presence where you're changed and become a greater person. If you fight for your rights, you'll lose the battle. If you endure it, and you embrace God, you will go up higher and higher and higher with God. Your character will soar, and you'll fly right out of there. So God corrected Elijah's theology. I believe America has marched through its agenda because the church went to sleep and became passive. I think we got comfortable, and it's, I'm not talking about the last five years either. I'm talking about decades. Decades of people getting what they want, so they go, you know, they quit serving God or they don't, they're not as passionate. We came, became hypnotized through entertainment. Unfortunately, it's moved from entertainment to sin because that's what's on there now. We watch sin for entertainment. We have, we have gotten really out of calibration. Now, you realize they used to honor men as the head of the house? And that atmosphere was to, sh and, they, and the men did what they're supposed to do. Instead of showing men that don't do what they're supposed to do, they showed men that do what they're supposed to do. So somebody got something to look at. You become what you allow in your life. You become the, the sounds that you put in you is what you're going to sound like. That's why you got to be careful who's got your ear. So mood with fear instead of faith. Most people don't change until they have to. That's very unfortunate. Change by crisis. You hear me? I'm not the doom guy. I believe there's commerce. There's been commerce through wars. There's been commerce through depressions. There's been commerce through everything. 
People have bought and sold and bartered and exchanged and made a living since the beginning of time. So don't, this, this image of the economy crashing and everybody just dying and laying on a pile heap somewhere, that's not true. People will exchange things, they'll exchange money, they'll still do what they got to do. See, to me, you just got to go through it. If you get that paralyzed version of prophetic, you'll go. You'll just melt. You'll sit there, why should I get married? Why should I, buy, why should I go to school? That's crazy. That's crazy. It paralyzes your life. You are designed to go through the storm. Give God a hand clap for that. So I'm so big on preparation. I want to prepare you to go through the storm. I can't, I'm not in charge of the storm. Not my job. It's above my pay grade. I can't create a storm at all. But I know enough to know that it's inevitable. See, I live by principle. You know what I found in my theology? You might consider this. I don't know everything about everything, so I try to live by principles, and the principles keep the calamities out of my life. If I can read the scriptures, okay, and if you do this, you get this, and if you do this, you get that. All I got to know is if wisdom will tell me that there's a storm coming without anybody telling me. Because the word says this is the result of this kind of life. I don't, I don't, please forgive me. I don't need anybody, and I believe they're good preachers and I appreciate them and I watch them. But I don't need them getting up there and saying, America's going down the drain. I just know by principle, America is setting itself up for trouble. Period. I don't have to worry about it going, I'm not going down the drain. God will make a way for us through the storm. There'll be an eye of the needle for you to go through to make it and come out okay. This is important because if you don't get this perspective, this is a real perspective. You know, we sing songs, ride out your storm. How many remember that song? Jesus told the storm, be still, and they got to the other side. The flood came, and Noah got saved. He still got through the storm. The people who build their house right when the storm comes, it says it'll beat vehemently on your house, but you won't be washed away. I'm preaching victory. I'm not preaching destruction. There's a huge difference in creating hopelessness or hope. I am not without hope, and so I am not afraid. So, I'll just move it over into the natural things that happen. If you wait for your health to go bad, to eat right, if you wait to, to exercise after you're miserable, or you wait to manage your money after you're broke, that's changed by crisis. I don't want nothing to do with that. I learned from that. I don't want a thing to do with that. I want to change by purpose and plan for victory instead of by crisis. I don't want, my, I don't want to try to be successful and the sins I haven't dealt with take me down and say, you know, I better go back and deal with that. That's why the Lord told me the long way is the short way. 
Because whatever you won't deal with, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. No matter how great you think you are and how much you're called to ministry and how much you're called to do that, I will tell you that whatever you haven't dealt with is the biggest boat anchor you've ever seen. It's got a big iron wrecking ball down on the end and it'll just pull you back under. No matter how successful you look, you'll be pulled right out because that chain needs to be severed. It must be severed. You must deal with your sin or deal with your habitual sin or your hidden sin or your own, or your own agendas, all the things that tie you off that keep you from flourishing. Because it will take you out. How many people have we seen go up and go down? Because they had issues. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say this. I, I was watching a film. You know, I've been educating myself. I love history, so I've been watching films. I watched a documentary on John F. Kennedy, Okay. And there was a woman on there. This is hard to swallow for me because I'm not Democratic, or, but my dad was, I remember being, when Kennedy got shot, my father took it very hard. Back then it was a really, really big deal. The president gets shot. I mean, it was unbelievable, actually. And this woman and all these people were interviewed and talking about all the affairs he had while he was president. I thought, boy, if my dad would have known all that. They said if he'd have run a second term, all those scandals would have come out and it would have took him out. It never changes people. You've got to deal with yourself. You can't just keep going through life and listen to me. I'm not, I'm not trying to get you to listen to me. Listen to God. God set the structure. I did not make the apostolic, the prophetic, the pastoral, the teacher, and the evangelist. Again, above my pay grade. I have nothing in it. I am to be faithful to my office, to God, so I can be held accountable for what I did with the anointing I have and the, and the responsibilities he's given me. I am obligated to God first to tell you what you need to know, what I believe God's told me to tell you so you can make it. And Ezekiel said that your blood will be on my hands if I don't tell you. Is that plain enough? I, that's the kind of part of God I'm afraid of. I don't like fear like he's going to beat me for doing bad. But I certainly don't want to ignore my responsibilities. And I'll just touch this just for a minute. Romans 1. Paul. This is Paul. This is how he described himself. And this is how you should describe yourself. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Now, servant first, right? That's what he said first. The next sentence says, called to be an apostle. Mary, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be a mom and a wife and a supporter of people that are downtrodden or whatever. You've got to see yourself as a servant first so you can fulfill your calling. Your servant, you're a servant first. Every time, servant first, calling second. Safest life there is. That's why I've stood up here and told you, to, you know, to me, that, I mean, I think everybody should help in the church, but I told you everybody's in a different season. If you're home and you've got a bunch of kids and you're being a mom, you're in the will of God as much as the any five-fold ministry you could find. 
because you are doing what God told you to do. You're shaping the next generation. You're, you're nurturing your husband so he can be known in the city gates and I'm giving scriptures in the middle of my stuff. It's biblical. And I'll touch this just for a minute. The world has created so much anxiety for women to try to be something. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be something, but everybody can't be in that season at the same time. You have things that you've got to do. that You've you got to be faithful first. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Faithful first. Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. In chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John, God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other means than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.mfcministries.net. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosic, Pastor Rena Perosic, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.mfcministries.net. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283. That number again, 001-304-292-7283. Or write MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic again next week at this time, here on this station, for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right. Right.